This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Perhaps because our focus in Parashat's told us is on Yaakov and Esau, we sometimes miss other details. Details that at first glance don't seem to be so relevant and you do kind of wonder why they're in the Torah. But the Torah is eternal. It's not just a history book. It's not just a record of events from long ago. And therefore, there have to be eternal life lessons. So ask yourself the question, what's with the wells? Yitzchak Avin digs wells, digs the wells that Avram dug, they get filled up. What's the story? More importantly, what's behind the story? Rav Soloveitchik, in his Chamesh Drashos, his five addresses, has an unbelievable approach to this, which I think teaches us something about how to learn Chumash. Avrama Ivri, the man that starts the revolution, has to make sure that the revolution that he began will continue long after he has gone. He realizes that it has to be encoded into his DNA. Eliezer just won't be enough. When Yitzchak is born, there are late Sane Hadar. Everyone's laughing. They're not necessarily laughing with him. They're laughing at him. Bah, you old man. You've got your funny ideas. There's no way that your son is going to follow in your footsteps. Why would young little Yitzchak Want to take on a life of restrictions and unusual practices, be different to everybody else. All right, that's your Meshagas. Go for it. Do you honestly think you're going to be able to pass that on to your son? And in fact, to symbolize this, the Palestinian fill up Avraham Avinu's wells. As if to say, Avraham, your legacy is dead, it's buried, it's going to finish and die with you. Yitzchak comes along and redigs the very same wells. Sending the Plishtim and the world at large a very clear message. He's going to follow the exact same set of rules that his father kept. His Messiah, that which he received from his father, is not going to change one iota. Now the question is, how do we know that Yitzchak was indeed effective at sending the message? Of Soloveitchik says something amazing. If you're not taken seriously, no one's ever jealous of you. Jealousy only ever comes where the other person is seen as a threat. And therefore, after the wells are dug, immediately you see the Pelishtim shepherds fighting with Yitzchak's shepherds. No longer are they mocking. Once Yitzchak has established his credibility as someone who's going to pass, who's going to receive the legacy and pass it on further, then suddenly there's animosity. That's the biggest indicator. There was success there. As Jews, we often experience animosity. Soloveitchik's unique spin on it is something so powerful. We should take that animosity as a sign that we're respected, that we're a force to be contented with. But more than that, under no circumstances are we willing to compromise our values, our values of Hashem. They're from the Torah, they're constant, they never change. You can mock us, you can hate us. That doesn't in any way affect or impact our state of being 
Times of who we are. Times change, generations change. Certain things are constant. Animosity towards Klal Yisrael is constant. Disbelief that we can pass on the Masorah. We can stand up to the pressures of the world around us. That's constant. That's what we need to remember. Parshas told us, which is all about generations. So we have a responsibility to pass on the Masorah in its complete, complete sense. Be proud of that and confident in our ability to do so. With Hashem's help, we will succeed. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.